Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. I saw progress, even like a tiny bit of progress pretty quickly because otherwise I think I would have just gotten discouraged and written it off. And I think that was because I was painting every single day. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint podcast, the show that gives you artistic tools you can put to work. I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers, and today is something a little different. I talk with amazing artists and teachers who have established art practices. But what about those of us establishing our art practices? Those of us who are somewhere in the middle of our self-taught journey. We have so much we can learn from each other about what works and what doesn't. And that's what today is. This is the second installment of the special segment called The Art Habit. It's conversation with podcast art club members who are doing the work. You'll get a preview segment here with the full conversation available as a thank you to patrons over at patreon.com slash learn to paint podcast. Sam Chappelle is today's guest. And if you're on Instagram, you may know her as East North Studio. In the full conversation, you'll learn how Chappelle manages burnout, how she used the pandemic to focus on painting, and why sometimes the hard part is giving ourselves permission to do less. For a link to the full conversation and to learn more about Chappelle, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 69. And whether you listen to the full interview or the preview segment here, I think you'll find a lot of familiarity with Chappelle's story. I start by asking Chappelle to walk us through a general day. All right, here we go. I wake up at 6.45 almost. I try to every morning because I'm filled schedules, Kelly. So like I have scheduled coffee and reading time before I start working. I'm just, I guess, a creature of habit. So I do that every morning. That's a weekday morning before I start work at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, I am usually online for my day job, basically from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Any night that I'm painting on a work night, I like to get to work by 7 p.m. because if I wait too long, I kind of lose motivation. I go into it knowing that I'll probably be painting for at least two hours, sometimes a little less and sometimes three hours or more. It just depends on the night and how productive or how into it I am. What medium do you paint in? I paint acrylic paints. What do you love about acrylics? Oh, I love mostly how fast they dry because I'm a very impatient person. And then what subjects do you paint? Pretty much all landscapes, mostly marshes and coast scenes, but sometimes mountains, hiking trails, basically anywhere that I have been outside. What do you paint on? I started painting on multimedia paper and I still paint on paper a lot. I really like that form, but I also have started to paint a little bit larger. So I am using canvases more often and I also really enjoy wood blocks. And then what size range do you paint? 
So I started out really small. I think in the beginning, I was only painting five by seven paintings. And over time, I've just kind of crept up my sizes. So I think right now I paint a lot of 11 by 14s and 16 by 20s, but I'm trying to go actually even a bit bigger with some of the canvases. So I just finished a 24 by 24 and I'm trying to go bigger and see how that works. It's been really fun seeing the size creep up on Instagram (laughs) with your work. How would you describe your painting style? I would say it's definitely more impressionist, but I also like to abstract my landscapes a little bit, but I guess it's kind of a blend between the two. You always know what you're looking at. How do you describe yourself? So you're not a full-time painter, but are you a serious non-professional? Do you call yourself a hobbyist? How do you define that part of it? I guess I just call myself an artist for now. The dream is that one day I could do this full-time or you know, a few years my husband and I have talked about wanting kids, but we're definitely not ready yet. And so it's always kind of been in the back of my mind if I can work, and this is what honestly part of why I paint so much and have put so much energy into it in a short period of time. But if I can get to a certain place where I can even maybe be producing enough work that offsets whatever we would be putting towards childcare, my goal would be to be able to stop my full-time job, which has many benefits and is great, but it's not my passion the way that painting is. That would be honestly the dream. And I know it's not guaranteed, but I kind of made a deal with myself that I give myself these years leading up to it and see what unfolds in that time. That's really exciting. I know that's probably also scary, but that's that's super yeah, exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, and terrifying. Well then, how did you find painting as an adult? It was early on in the pandemic. It was summer 2022. And I was going very stir crazy because I'm the type of person that likes to have a lot going on. I've always been that way. And we had moved to South Carolina from Boston less than a year before. So a lot of our friends and our families are still up there. We were definitely feeling like, pretty isolated in South Carolina during COVID, obviously just on top of the normal isolation that everyone was feeling. And I had a lot of free time outside of my job. And I think I was about to drive my husband crazy. So I knew that I needed to come up with some sort of hobby outside of going for long walks. So I picked up some acrylic paint. I was an art history major in college. So I'd taken, I guess, maybe some intro to drawing classes as part of the requirement. But That was really the extent of any art classes I've done. So I just thought I'd see how it went. And I honestly, the beginning was a blur, but I think that I painted a few paintings. Most were horrible. One came out pretty good for early on, but I realized that the whole process of it was just so calming and it felt almost like a meditation. I would lose track of time, which they say is like you're supposed to have some sort of activity that you just lose yourself in. And that's really good for your well-being. And so I was thinking about that at the time. I knew that painting was it. And I had a lot of free time. So I started painting pretty much every night after work. And that continued for a lot. I mean, I guess if you follow my Instagram, you know it continued for months and months before I kind of reduced how frequently I was painting. One of the things that I've heard from a bunch of people that I find really interesting is that, like, obviously, the pandemic has been terrible. And also, it gave a bunch of us sort of for the first time, nothing to fight for our time. In a way, Mm -hmm. like, painting didn't have to be like, well, am I going to paint? Or am I going to go hang out with my friends? Because like, well, I don't have friends right now, because we're all... (laughs) in our houses. Do you think that there was something about that time that made it so that you really 
could just paint? Yes, I I think about this often, actually. There are many horrible things about the pandemic, but I do think that that has absolutely been a silver lining. I don't think that I would have been able to throw myself or even had the, yeah, the time to throw myself into painting like I did if I was commuting and had other things going on. And yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't think that any other trajectory, I can't see it happening if things had just gone on as they are. And I'm really thankful that I had that weird push that I fell into falling in love with painting. What were the biggest challenges you were facing when you first started out? Was it materials or techniques? What were the first challenges you ran into? I am like the definition of a self-taught artist. I have a hard time sitting down and watching like training videos. So I think I've only watched maybe one full video and it was a Skillshare, like 30 minute intro to acrylics class. So a lot of how I've learned has been a lot of trial and error in my own paintings. So I still struggle with this sometimes, but I feel like I've gone a lot better. It's just paying attention to value in my paintings. I think I was doing a lot of like one value, but not a mix. And also colors. I think I was using more straight out of the tube colors and mixing. I wasn't mixing as much. I would finish a painting and I knew that I wasn't happy with the colors and the way they looked, but I didn't have the language or the knowledge to know why. (laughs) Also paint's expensive. I learned that. I went through it too quickly. And now I, I think I've like learned some ways to make it last, but I also just now appreciate what goes into a painting. How have you handled how you approach your work from the material cost issue? Do you find yourself sometimes being like, oh no, I can't, like I'm using too much paint or do you find yourself getting distracted by that? And then what do you do when that happens? One of the challenges that maybe beginning artists have, because I had this challenge was that I was like, oh, look at all these pretty paint tubes and all these different colors. I'm going to buy all the ones I think are pretty. I learned pretty quickly that wasn't a financially sustainable practice. And as I listened to more podcasts and learned more, I realized a lot of people cut down on costs by color mixing more. Because if you know how to mix colors, you can buy more bulk sizes of just some of the primary colors. That's something that I've realized over time. And as I've been able to cut down on the number of different colored paints I use, I'm able to get bigger sizes. And so I think I've approached it that way mostly, but I do not entirely sure like how profitable I am in terms of the paintings I sell and my expenses in terms of like wood blocks, canvases, paper, paint, primer, varnish, shipping out, shipping, like wrapping material. Like there's so much that I think that I'm learning that goes into it. If you want to be obviously selling directly from your home that I have some, you know, I have some in-depth Google sheets, but I definitely am not using any accounting software to know the balance. So it is always something I, I think about. Like I do notice when I'm running low on some of the paints I use all the time, kind of like a ticking ticking clock as I'm painting. I'm like, how many more paintings can I get out of this before I have to go get more? But it's never stopped me from painting. Sometimes I'll take a pause and just say, you know what, maybe I'll wait to sell like a couple paintings and then I'll restock on art supplies, which is always exciting. Are there other ways that you've pared down or simplified your approach over the years? I guess streamlined, for lack of a better word, your painting process? I definitely feel like I used a wider range of colors in my earlier paintings too. Just for many reasons, I've 
tried to experiment a little bit more with slightly more limited palettes that has helped as well and I've just recently tried to get myself to work more in series or like mini series compared to bigger artists but 10 to 20 plus works at a time so I just did a series on the coast of Maine and I did a series before of marshes. So I I was excited to start that because I do think that was a big learning experience is just sticking to one theme for an extended period of time. But that also has streamlined my expenses and supplies because when you decide to paint in a series, you have that project set out, you know, you can buy a bunch of things at the same time in bulk. So you're getting better prices too. And then it all comes in and it's just extra motivating to start a collection because you have I just love like having a stack of fresh canvases or wood blocks it feeds each other both the cost it drives down but it also gives you more learning opportunities and more motivation how long did it until it started to feel like you were making some progress I saw progress, even like a tiny bit of progress pretty quickly because otherwise I think I would have just gotten discouraged and written it off. And I think that was because I was painting every single day. So maybe within a month, I was picking up on little things here and there. And that gave me the motivation to keep going. Like I felt good every time I produced a painting and I could look at it and see that it was much better than everything that had come before. And maybe it's a constant thing because I still... I'll make a painting, I'll love it, I'll be so proud of it. And then a month later, I'll look back compared to the things I'm painting now. And I feel like I've come so far and I haven't stopped that process. So I don't know, hopefully it never stops, I guess. That means you keep getting better. So then you talked about like you like the fast drying times. What did you find tricky about acrylics? Probably the fast drying times too. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Like if you do want to do any blending and more even transitions, you have to work pretty fast. So it's just getting getting used to that or learning how to like make the paint wetter so it does take longer just by mixing more water in or a medium. I don't know. I don't I don't look at it and think it's hard, I guess. I never really feel negatively towards it. I usually just see it as an asset that it dries fast and Oh, if I, it doesn't turn out how I liked, I can just paint over that layer. So I just feel like it's very forgiving. It also sounds like you have a really positive attitude. Painting puts me in a great mood. Maybe like once have I had what I called a rage painting, but other than that, (laughs) I always am happy. Painting definitely brings out the positive in me. Like I call it my therapy. It definitely brings out the best in me. Have you always then painted landscapes? Is that what you started painting? Yep. When I started painting, I just pulled up some photos on my phone from my parents live on the coast of South Carolina and I lived there for a little bit. And so I've just always loved like the marshes and the beaches there. So some of the first things I painted were marshes or like one of the wharfs there. But I don't know, I just keep coming back to marshes. Like I'll move away for a little bit. I'll do some paintings based on pictures I took on a hike that we went on, or we'll go for a trip. And I'll like I did a couple paintings from a Colorado trip we did, but I always come back to marshes. <laughs> do you ever run into times when you're feeling uninspired? Yes. I'll have maybe a series of reference photos I'm super excited about and I paint them all. And then I get to the end and I'm like, I just, maybe I make a painting I'm not happy with at the end. I just feel like I've like squeezed all of the inspiration that I can out of those photos. And I always have that worry. It usually only lasts maybe like a day and 
it happens all the time because I know that I've almost come up with a technique to get out of it, which is scroll through. I take so many photos of landscapes wherever I go. And I scroll through my Google photos and I try and look for a photo I've never painted before, usually of a different type of landscape than whatever I just got in a funk out of, or just something like a totally different season, different colors, even if it is maybe still a coastal painting. And I'll just force myself to paint it without too much thought about what colors I'm going to use. And not all the time, but most of the time, I end up very happy with that painting and it kind of sparks a whole new wave of wanting to keep painting. Thank you for listening to this preview of the Art Habit segment. For the full show, head to patreon.com slash learn to paint podcast and sign up at any tier. You can learn more about Sam Chappelle by heading to the website learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 69. A special thank you to Sam Chappelle, who was willing to try something new as part of the show. Another thank you to everyone on the Podcast Art Club who help make new segments like this possible. Extra shiny thank yous to High Gloss supporters, Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, Victoria Young, and Slow River Studio. Happy painting!